the speed once again, and he's, oh my goodness, that is huge. It's a white flag for the Cuban. Edith Albo for the posterity. Hi everyone and welcome back to Trackcast by Triple Jumpers with your host, me, Marcus Lundborg. Trackcast by Triple Jumpers features the best athletes, coaches and interesting persons within track and field all over the globe. Last week's episode was a crazy good one featuring the blind long jump legend Lex Gillette. If you haven't seen that, check it out, it's crazy good. I have a lot of great guests coming up and currently I'm inviting a lot of people to the show so if you want me to interview your hero or someone you look up to do not hesitate to contact me on Instagram or email triplejumpers18 at gmail.com and send me your tips. Now let's jump into this week's episode where 2019 Diamond League Triple Jump winner Shanika Ricketts is the guest. Shanika is born and raised in Jamaica, so we talk a lot about the track and field culture in Jamaica and how it was growing up there. She then went to college in the US and eventually became one of the best triple jumpers in the world, winning the Diamond League in 2019 last year, as I said, and also finishing second at the World Championships in Doha last year. Let's listen to her story, but before we start, I want to apologize because the sound quality in this episode is sometimes a bit rusty. But it doesn't matter because it's a really good episode, so let's listen to episode number 17 of Trackcast by Triple Jumpers featuring Shanika Ricketts. Welcome to the show, Shanika Ricketts. Thank you for having me, Marcus. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, thanks. So, how are you coping with, with this coronavirus um, during the lockdown? Are you able to train or do you need to train at home right now? Um, initially, we didn't have um, access to the track or gym because um, we had restrictions on where we could go. So, I had to be um, working out at home, but um, the restrictions aren't as tight right now. So I'm able to um, go to the track for training. So um, it's a little bit of a challenge, but we're dealing with it the best way that we possibly can. Okay, so when you had to train at home, how much did you, have you been able to do when you, when you had to train at home? You, I mean, it's, it's pretty hard to replicate a triple jump program, but how did you train when you had to train at home? Um, basically I just had to do like core work and stuff like that because I don't have a gym at home or anything. So, um, we tried to create a makeshift gym because, um, it's hard to kind of replicate, as you said, um, training for the triple jump at home with such limited resources. But, um, we've just been focusing on working on the, on our core and, you know, just general, general strength, because that's all that we had um, the opportunity to work on. Yeah, you need to come up with a lot of ideas, uh, different ideas. Creative. Yeah, <laughs> we had to come up with creative ways of getting, you know, some training. In. Um, as we all know, the Olympic Games 
has been rescheduled to 2021. What was your first thought when you when you heard about it for the first time? Um, I was not surprised because with the a global pandemic going on, it would be it would not be wise to have the Olympic Games because um, some countries are still recovering. There are some that it's just the cases are just getting um, widespread. So it would be unfair to have the games because it would be at an unfair advantage and health-wise it wouldn't be safe. So I wasn't surprised. But were you disappointed that that your major goal was taken away from you? Naturally, yes. Um, I was disappointed. But um, when I just started back um, training, coming from the 2019 season, I, I was a bit anxious and I actually hurt my knee in training because I, I decided to do some stuff that I, that I wasn't ready yet to do. So um, I've been nursing a knee injury for a while. So the pandemic going on now and the postponement, postponement of the Olympic Games actually gave me an opportunity to get over the injury that I, that I um, had. So it gave me some time to get ready for the Olympic Games and I'm grateful for that. Yeah, and it was also the championships was as late as in October, so you wouldn't had so much time to prepare for the Olympic Games. But now you have another year, so exactly. hopefully, hopefully that's that's great for for the performances. Yes, I, I think it will help, especially athletes like myself who have been um, nursing injuries and those who needed more time to get ready. Yeah. Okay, um, there's still a few competitions going on around the world. And do you have anything planned regarding competitions? And will you compete this year? Um, I'm not sure as yet because most of the meets that I planned um, to go to, like the Racers Grand Prix, um, it recently got cancelled. And then there's still talks around whether or not the national, the Jamaica National Trials will be held this year. So um, I'm not really sure. I am open to competing locally, but in terms of traveling um, with everything that's going on, the pandemic, uh, I'm really scared to do so. Let's go back to where it all began. Tell us a bit about how you got involved in track and field. Uh, I've been in, involved in track and field for most of my life. Um, I started out um, at the primary school level and I have been, I've been involved in track and field ever since. Um, when I first started out, I ran distance. So I did like the 5,000 meters cross country and stuff like that. And then as I got to high school, I was introduced to um, triple jump because I needed points for, the, for boys and girls championships. So that's where I actually started doing the triple jump, fell in love with it. By the time I went to college, I was doing the high jump, 400 meters um, high jump. Um, but my sole focus, um, the event that I really loved was the triple jump. And I decided to see if I can do it at the professional level. And it's been going great ever since. So you said you started as a distance runner. Uh, yes. Do you still have benefit of the endurance uh, left in your body right now or is it all gone um it's been a while <laughs> so i don't think i actually enjoy doing 
long long runs like the 400 meters and stuff like that but I don't think I'm still benefiting from being a, a distance runner at such a young age right now <laughs> okay um as you said you started triple jump and uh, you showed great potential very early winning the Carissa Games in 2008 with a jump of 11.83 meters um how did it feel to to win that prestigious event? Um, the Carafter Games was at the pinnacle for us um, in high school, apart from the Boys and Girls Championships. So um, I was very happy to know that I have an international medal um, at that time. And it just gave me hope that someday I might be able to perform on the international scene with some of the the athletes that I watch on videos that I look up to. So I was just always hopeful that I, that I could perform at the international level. And you eventually did. But uh, <laughs> after, after high school, you, you went to college in the United States, but you grew up in, in Jamaica and uh, that's a country with, with a very strong track and field tradition. Uh, how was it to to grew up doing track and field and how was the culture of track and field there? I remember even at the basic school level we have um, championships competing against different schools. This, we, it's the same at the primary level, the high school level and also at the collegiate level. So we grew up seeing a lot of um, track and field. And also we had a lot of idols to look up to, like the Merlin Artis and the Donald Quarries, and then Usain Bolt, Shelley and Fraser Price coming into the mix as well. So um, growing up, we see a lot of successful um, athletes um, that inspired us basically to come up and take up the mantle and to continue the tradition that they have laid, laid out. As you said, you had a lot of great sprinters to look up to. And that's what Jamaica is known for, to produce a lot of great sprinters. Uh, but how is it to, to be a jumper in Jamaica? Is it more difficult because your event is not as popular, popular as, as the sprinter events? Triple jump and the other field events are not popular because, as you said, Jamaica is a spring factory. So I think it's up to us. Um, we're, we're seeing a lot of medals in the field events from a Frederick Dakers and a, a Tajay Gale and myself. So um, it's up to us to use our platform to influence the younger athletes and Daniel Thomas, that sorry, <laughs> to use our platform to um, influence other athletes so that they can see that we're not just a sprint nation, that we can actually do well in other events. And I think, especially coming out of Doha, a lot of youngsters are now keen to see you know, like if they can try other events and not just participating in sprints. Yeah, the field events were were really good for Jamaica and Doha, and yeah, you have a lot of great field eventers right now. So, um, okay, so you attended college in the United States, uh, the San Diego State University. Uh, how did it felt to? move to another country to study and train? It was a bit different um, having to 
Cha- uh, moved from Jamaica to go to San Diego State University. Um, I went there by myself. I didn't have any um, family members or anything there. Um, so I had to um, adjust to the, the differences, the different types of food um, and stuff like that. But I had a great time there. I met a lot of um, wonderful persons who impacted my career in a very positive way. And I'm just very grateful for the, for the experience. Because during your time in San Diego, you won three NCAA titles. You won two times outdoors and one time indoor. And you also developed from jumping just over 12 meters to become a 14 meter jumper. Uh, what do you think led up to that huge development during your time in San Diego? Yes. Um, so my coach at San Diego State was um, Karji Lyles and I think we made a great team because when I remember when we just started out, I was jumping, as you said, just a little bit over 12 meters. And by the time I finished college, I was jumping 14 meters. And I think what happened is I I gave it my all because I wanted to see how well I could um, do at the collegiate level. It's always been a dream to win an NCAA title because Everyone goes crazy about winning a national title. And I just wanted to see how well I could um, perform at the collegiate level and hopefully to see if I can make it to the, to the professional scene as well. Was it any difference in, in the training before uh, when you trained at Jamaica and the new, new training in, in the US? Um, it was the work. No, I think uh, I would say was different because, you know, at the high school level, it's not as technical. Um, we're still developing. We don't lift as much weight in high school and stuff like that. And, and we don't specialize as much um, in the jumps in high school because it's literally a different level. So I think that's what that's one of the things that made the difference between me jumping 12 meters and, jump, and me jumping 14 meters. And... After you finished uh, college in 2014, you made your first appearance for the national team when you finished fourth at the Commonwealth Games uh, with a jump of 13.85. How was it to jump for Jamaica for, for the first time and what are your thoughts on, on your performance uh, at the Commonwealth Games? I think I've always aimed a little bit too high because I remember going into the Commonwealth Games thinking, you know, I can actually win this. But <laughs> physically, I wasn't ready as yet. And I remember just wanting to get a medal. And I was disappointed that I finished fourth because I thought I could finish at least third. But um, I was grateful for the experience. It was my first national trip. And I was able to compete with some of the persons that I looked up to because I remember Shelly and Fraser Price and Usain Bolt was on the team as well. Um, so the, my, it was my first team and I was just very excited to wear the, the national colors. After you finished college, you, you had the option to stay in the US, but you moved back to Jamaica and, and started to train with your husband. Uh, what made you choose that? Um, I obviously knew my husband for a while. He was my fiancé at that time. And he has been producing a lot of talents from Jamaica. Um, he has coached 
World Youth Champions, Shani Sportster, along with other persons. So I knew of his capabilities and I knew that once he got talent, he would be able to do spectacular things with, with it. So I decided to make the move and just to see um, if we could do something special. In 2015, you made your first World Championships and also qualified for the final. Um, how was it to compete at such a big stage for the first time? I mean, Commonwealth Games is, is really big, but the World Championships is on another level. So how was it to compete there? It was special. I remember that year I had to um, quit quit my job at, at the call center to focus solely on pre preparing to meet the, the, the national team to Beijing. And I remember it was very difficult. I was in a, a, a period of transition because I just left college and I, I had to work and I also had to train. So I had to make the decision to stop um, one and to focus on the other. So that's when I actually started training full time and we, the results that we started to see was encouraging. So um, I remember we went to NACA championships. That's where I qualified for the world championships. And I jumped a personal best of 14.23 meters. And that was good enough to make it to the world championships. So yes, I was happy. And that was one of the turning points of that year. 2015 was a turning point in my career. Have you been been a full time athlete since since two thousand fifteen? Yes, I've been a professional athlete since twenty fifteen. No okay. other jobs. <laughs> Perfect. Um, okay, so in twenty sixteen, you you qualified for your first Olympic Games, uh, but well, there you you missed the final by only a few centimeters. Was it tough to leave the competition when being so close to the final? Yes, I was very, very disappointed. I remember after leaving the competition and I went back to the warm-up area, I actually cried because I could not believe that I actually missed the final by, I think it was two centimeters. So yes, I was very disappointed and I vowed that that could not happen again. Did it give you motivation to work harder towards the coming years? Yes, most definitely. I remember the following year, 2017, um, I went to the the final, finished eighth, and I celebrated that eighth place because it meant that I was the eighth best jumper in the competition. Even though it wasn't a medal position, it was a it was an achievement in itself for me. Yeah, you know, the first first step is to make it to the final, to top 12, and then top eight, you get three more jumps. So. Exactly. <laughs> That's a milestone. Okay, mm -hmm. but during the Olympic Games, uh, it's an experience uh, apart from anything else. Uh, how was it to live in in the Olympic Village, and did you watch any other sports when when you wasn't competing? Um, I actually spent a lot of time in my room. <laughs> yeah. Um, usually during competitions, I try my best to be as immobile as possible because I need to conserve energy. So um, I just spent a lot of time indoors in the room, except for like going to the dining hall and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. What about the dining hall? I've heard that it's like huge. 
Yes, it, it's a lot of different options. So you have like a little um, Caribbean section, an African section, Indian section, different types of food. So um, yeah, I enjoyed that part because I'm a foodie. <laughs> yeah. Great. Um, okay, then you you told us about the 2017 uh, World Championships, and then in 2018. You won your first major medal when you finished second uh, at the Commonwealth Games behind your teammate Kimberly Williams. So take us through the through the competition that led up to your first medal. I remember at the Commonwealth Games in Australia. Um, it was a bit difficult because I remember we tried to get. Um, accreditation so that my husband could travel with me um, to the games and um, actually I was there by myself because we didn't get through with accreditation and so I remember during the competition my agent was there so um, my husband decided to Skype him so that he could actually see the jumps and make the corrections throughout the rounds and it was a different experience, but it was also fulfilling because even though we were posed with a challenge, we used what we had and we made the best of it. So I was just grateful that we were able to pull off the second place finish amidst the circumstances. How did he cope with uh, seeing the, the jumps from, from a screen and then giving you feedback? How Was that that difficult? It was difficult because at one point, the connection started to fail and then um, we just had to do the best that we could because, you know, technology is um, its not always stable. So um, it was a challenge, but as I said, we just used, used it the best we could. But you finished uh, second behind Kimberly Williams, longtime rivals uh, in Jamaica. What has she meant for you in your triple jump career? Um, we, we actually went to the same high school, um, so both her and Trisha Smith has been um, a role model, and I've always wanted to, you know, be on the circuit the way they, and performed to the level that they were performing at, because um, they have been great ambassadors of the triple jump before me, and it's just great whenever I get the opportunity to, to compete with them and to represent Jamaica alongside her. Yeah, it's great to have a, a someone to push you. After winning your first medal in 2018 and finishing second in the Diamond League, 2019 became a fantastic year for you. You improved your personal best by 32 centimeters to 14.93 when you won the Diamond League final. And one month later, you jumped only one centimeter shorter to finish second behind Julie Rojas at the World Championships. And uh, also previously that summer, you had finished second at the Pan American Games too. So describe your fantastic season of 2019 for us. <laughs> 2019. I remember when the season just started, we sat down and I um, start, started to discuss like the goals that we have for this year. And one of the main goals that I had was to make it to the podium in Doha because I don't have a World Championships or Olympic Games medal. 
And that was one of the, the goals that I wanted to accomplish this year. Um, I was in form most of the season and I kept improving as the year progressed. I remember in February on my birthday, I actually jumped 14.76 meters. And that was a good indicator as to the season that I would, would eventually have. Um, and to see everything that I was able to accomplish this year was just was just a testament to the hard work and everything that I've put in. Yeah. Um, okay. And what what do you think led up to the improvements? Was it any technical uh, technical adjustments or or anything that specifically led up to to your improvement in 2019? Yeah, I think one of the things that led to the improvement is that both my husband and I have been students of the sport. So we study the sport, we study our jumps, we see where we can improve. Um, and we've just been applying and, and deleting and <laughs> just trying to get the perfect jump. Um, we have not reached the 15 meters mark, but... We are definitely working towards um, jumping over 15 meters. And I think the hard work, as well as learning and relearning, and, you know, just just being focused and being more confident has been some of the things that helped me improve so drastically this year. Yeah. Uh, so you said you wanted to jump 50 meters, obviously. Um, do you have any other goals uh, you want to achieve in the future? Uh, what do you wish to, to do in, in the rest of your career? I have two, goal, two main goals. One is to jump over 15 meters and the other is to win an Olympic gold medal. Okay. Hopefully you can, if, you, if you're lucky, you can do the two at the same time. The same, right? <laughs> yeah. Jamaica doesn't doesn't have any gold medal in in the Olympic Games in the triple jump, so it would be the first. Yes, I hope so. We're going to jump into a new segment of this podcast uh, where where I will see how much you know about the Jamaican track and field history. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I put together uh, uh, five questions. Uh, so. Okay. The first question is, uh, Jamaica's first ever Olympic gold medal came in the 400 meters. Do you know who won the gold and at which Olympic Games? The 400 meters. Herb um, <clears throat> McKinley. He was actually second in, in, that, uh, in that race, but uh, you have another guess? Um, Arthur... Was it Arthur Witt? Yeah, he won uh, the 1948 yeah. uh, Olympic Games in London, and uh, uh -huh. uh, Herb was was second. Yeah. And the women's triple jump was introduced to the Olympic Games in 1996, and Jamaica had one athlete competing there. Uh, who was it? 1996. Hmm. It can't be Trisha because that's too early. Um, give me a letter that it starts with. 
So the first name starts with an S. S. It's Suzette. Suzette Lee. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Do you know who won the Olympic gold medal in 1996? 1996. It's nope. uh, Inessa Kravitz, the world record holder. Yeah. Okay, and uh, you won silver at the 2019 World Championships. Uh, but how many medals did Jamaica got in total at the championships? Twelve. Yeah, you nailed that one. <laughs> Uh, okay, the fourth question. Uh, Tresha Smith holds the American record in the triple jump with 15.16 meters. But in what country and city did she jump that? Um, 2005, it was... 2005 was um, Berlin? No. No. <laughs> no. Elsie, <laughs> 2005 was, no, Osaka. Okay, so it, it was not at the World Championships, but it was in in Linz, Austria. So it was in, in, wait, a, in a smaller Trish, competition. Wait, you said Trisha Smith? Yeah, the, the, the Jamaican record was there. Oh, okay. <laughs> now the, f the fifth uh, and last question. Uh, mm -hmm. As we said before, Arthur Wint won, won the first Olympic gold medal for Jamaica. And still to this day, Jamaica hasn't won any triple jump medals. Do you know who won the first Jamaican Olympic field medal and in what event? The first Olympic field event? Yeah. Uh, oh, that would be what's her name? The long jumper. Um, <clears throat> she got the medal because somebody tested positive. Her name is. Um, I can't remember. Okay, so uh, it was it was actually James Bickford. He. He was a triple jumper as well, but he won a long jump silver in 1996. I forgot about <laughs> We are also going to talk a little bit about uh, training and, and triple jump technique. So to start, uh, could you go through your strength and weaknesses in, in the triple jump technique of yours? Um, my strengths? My hop phase, I think, is one of my strengths. And uh, one of my weaknesses is the in the final phase, the jump phase. Do you work on that uh, to develop the final phase? Yes. I'm, yes, I'm still working on, on fixing the, the final phase. Sometimes I get it, but other times it's kind of a back and forth thing sometimes. For a lot of athletes, it, it's the most difficult phase because the first phase is, is easy to just jump far. And yes, no. <laughs> it, it's, it's easy to collapse in, in your last phase. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do you have any favorite drills, uh, plyometric drills? Um, which one would be my favorite? I, I prefer 
um, doing gym because I feel like it's a lot, a lot less technical than jump days. I usually dread jump days because of the intensity. Um, in terms of drills, I like I like um, bounding. Okay. Yes, because it feels it feels like I'm floating, so I, I enjoy the bounding. When you train hard, you need to recover very good as well. Do you have any different recovery methods that you use and implement in your in your life? Um, I stick to the basics. I don't. I'm not really into all the technologies and stuff like that. So, like for recovery, I ice bath, hot tub, Epsom salt, um, stuff like that, and then. I also take recovery supplements, so yeah, that's that's how I that's how I recover. Okay. And is it only your yourself in your in the training group, or do you have any other uh, training partners? Um, I have a few training partners. Um, we currently train at University of the West Indies. So we have jumpers from the university itself, as well as international athletes. So I have a jumper from St. Lucia, San Lucia Antoine. Um, we also have Emmanuel Archibald from Guyana and a few others from Guyana as well. We also have a few quick questions about uh, you as a private person. Uh, so. What are your interests when you're not training? On my free time, I enjoy cooking. Um, I also enjoy reading and spending time outdoors. What is your favorite food to cook then? Uh, my favorite food to cook would be stew peas and rice. Tasty. <laughs> uh, and you said you like to read. Do you have any book tips to give? I actually read everything, so I can't really think of one person right now. But I enjoy reading um, Joyce Mayer books because I find them very motivational. Okay, and um, what is your favorite stadium to compete in? My favorite stadium to compete in? Zurich. Yeah. <laughs> That's where you won the Diamond League. <laughs> Yes, that's where the magic is. <laughs> and we also have a few questions uh, from our followers before we wrap it up. Uh, Rita Mota uh, wonders how you overcome stress before competition, like uh, anxiety and, and nervous, etc. Um, I just try to clear my mind. Um, I listen to music sometimes, or sometimes I read a book, um, or just zoning completely, like trying not to be around distractions and stuff like that, just to get into um, get into the mind frame of work, because sometimes external forces can throw off um, your energy and cause you to perform poorly. So I just try my best to listen to music or stay away from certain environments. Yes. And then Peach the Jumper wonders 
what motivates you to keep going? Um, one of the things that motivate me to keep going is um, I am from very humble beginnings and I intend to use the gift that God has given me to be a blessing to my family and to those around me. So that's one of the things that push me every day. I try my best to show up and give it my best so that I can be a blessing to others. And uh, then Emma Reynolds asks, uh, 2019 was amazing. Then the triple jump event was removed from the Diamond League. How do you feel about that? Um, ter terrible. I think it's one of the most ruthless decisions that the, the, the IWS have made. And it's, it affects me and it affects all the other athletes that are that whose events were removed from the Diamond League. So I think it was a very brutal thing to do and there's nothing we can do about it which makes it even worse. Yeah and and the triple jump is right now it's it's pretty good in both the men's and, and the women's. I mean exactly. you have three of the six eighty meter jumpers for the men's still competing against each others and uh, you have yourself and a lot of other women uh, going around 50 meters and also Yulema Rojas broke the world indoor record uh, during the indoor season so I think it's unfair to, to take away the very and I'm hoping that with all the waves that's good, that's creating right now with Yulema breaking the world record and the men doing well as well I hope it will be reinstated yeah. soon And also, Christian Taylor made the, this uh, Athletics Federation speaking for for all the athletes. So hopefully, hopefully something can be done. Yeah. Okay. So now the last question: uh, If you could invite a guest to to this podcast, uh, who would that be? Yeah. So who I think your next next guest should be? Yeah. Um. Um. How about Danielle Thomas Dad? Yeah. Yes. That would be, that would be really good. Yeah. Uh, shot putter. Yes. Yeah. Okay, Shanika. Uh, thank you for joining the podcast. It was such an honor to to have you here and to hear about your your story. And I wish you the very best of luck in hopefully you you make the podium in in, in Tokyo. Thank you. <laughs> Yes, thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. Do enjoy the rest of the day. It was very nice to talk to Shanika. She had a lot of great things to say. It was really interesting to get a view on the track and field in Jamaica. And I really admire her great mindset. I wish her the best of luck in the future and hopefully she will bring that gold home to Jamaica. If you have any tips on who you want to listen to, the best way of contacting me is to send a DM to Triple Jumpers on Instagram or send an email to triplejumpers18 at gmail.com. Next week, I'm back with another episode featuring the reigning world champion in the hammer throw, Diana Price. Stay tuned for that one because it's absolutely amazing. But that's for next week. So until then, have a good time. Bye.
speed once again, and he's, oh my goodness, that is huge. It's a white flag for the Cuban. Fédit Talbot pour la postérité. Ah!